0: Four one nine five one one zero two five. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As attention gets ready to turn to playoffs and the Scottish Cup final. Ange Postacoglou, those reported to be Spurs' preferred candidate now for their vacant managerial job. Billy Dodds says Scottish Cup miracles can happen ahead of Saturday's showdown and clubs continue to announce who's staying and who's going ahead of next season with the high-profile ones including Aidan McGeady set to leave Hibs. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Cammy Bell and Marvin Bartley. Everyone might be winding
2: down. Marvin, the sun is out. You've got your shorts on. <laughs> but there is still a lot happening. There really is a lot happening, Gordon. Like you said, the Premiership has just finished. We go into the playoffs tomorrow with the first leg and then Saturday, the small matter of the Scottish Cup final. What a magnificent game that that will be, you know, for the the Inverness fans and especially the players. A great occasion, one that no one expected them to be in. Um, As Billy Dodd says, you know, things can happen in cup finals that are really unusual, but listen, Celtic have to have a real off day and then you add in a small fact about Ange and Spurs today as well. The small fact, he says, we'll find out how small a
1: fact between now and the end of the show, and maybe subsequent shows. But Cammy, there is so much going on at the moment. Yes, some teams are on their holidays, but already you can see, you know, futures are getting sorted out, playoffs, cup finals. It's all happening
3: Yeah, it's a busy time of season It always is um, Players getting linked to moves Managers getting linked to moves And as you see, We've got Cup Final at the weekend And then the, the decider of Who will be in the Premier League um, Next season between Ross County And Partick Thistle 01419511025
1: That is the number you need So come on down Please keep us company Tonight and let us know What is on your mind If it's today's big news If it's headlines You're looking for The new Celtic fans It's probably a headline You didn't want to see Ange Postacoglu Is the Preferred candidate For the Spurs job According to More media outlets Than you would have liked I would imagine South of the border Sky in particular Evening Standard London Various others Sort of running that Throughout the day So pick up the phone And give us your thoughts there If you want to talk Purely about the football match On Saturday Then please do Big game tomorrow Partick Thistle fans It might be a nice time To start hearing from you Ahead of the big one against Ross County And anything else that's on your mind Here's things you never thought you would hear On Clyde One Super Scoreboard You're even going to hear from the First Minister Later on in the show as well The Scottish Government launching a new fan bank initiative today We'll find out what that is There was a bit of time to ask him some other stuff of course as well So we'll do that later in the show But plenty to get through before then On 0141 951 one oh two five. I think it is the obvious place to start Celtic fans. You may disagree, but many, many big media outlets down south carrying that story this afternoon that Ange Postacoglu is now reported to be Spurs' preferred candidate for the managerial job. So pick us up the phone pick up the phone for us on that one first of all, 01419511025 Has that news today has it changed your mindset from last week? That would be a good starting point Because we've been here before, didn't we? We discussed this at the end of last week And we heard from Ange Postacoglu But that's a development today We hadn't heard anything as strong from the Spurs side As we have today So does that change your mindset? Does it change your confidence levels? That will be here? Anything else surrounding that story now Would be the time to share it 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB. I like this week though Because we've done a bit of a uh, Trip down memory lane As well You know Reflecting on the season And talking about Moments of the season That was one that we did Was that last night I think Sum up your season In one word We did on Monday It was uh, Interesting Interesting yeah. yeah The ones on the phones Were fine It was Twitter That was a little bit wokey. Um But yeah it, does it get to that point where as a, well now a former professional Cami, and I guess now with your managerial hat on do you get a bit of time to reflect I think everyone's doing that
2: yeah I think everyone does do that um, you know managers and players alike I think managers is probably the first four or five days after the season um, players probably a little bit longer especially if your contracts came to an end and you know the club have decided to you know not renew it um, you know so there's people in in different boats at this moment in time there's players that are going to go out there and try and get moves but yeah it's, it's one of those things you you definitely reflect on it and then you start to move on to the new season so it doesn't really ever stop. How do you look back on the
1: season generally, Cam? I mean, that's the type of question that could have a four-hour answer but as an
3: <laughs> overview... Um, yeah, listen, it depends obviously which team you're, you're supporting. Um, if you're a Celic fan, you're, you're delighted, You looks like you're going to do the treble. It would take a, a miracle for me as Billy Dodd said that Inverness get anything from it. Rangers it's been a, a an indifferent season obviously change of manager and then you look at um hopefully they're starting to prepare for something new next season they've brought in a, there's been a lot of changes at boardroom level as well so yeah it's been it's been really different the teams below that I think have dropped off a, a little bit as well so
2: yeah they no, they definitely have dropped off and you know speaking of the other teams but I think looking at Rangers and Celtic I think some Celtic fans, they were questioning, you know, some of the players that had been playing, obviously, when that kind of, was it two games they lost or whatever it might have been. Um, so they were looking at, you know, reinforcements into the squad, obviously, with stuff happening in Vang today. And, you know, Rangers have been busy already. And it looks like Michael Bill was not going to stop there either.
1: Come on then 01419511025 Or Twitter At ClydeSSB That's how you get In touch tonight Loads to get through Uh, So pick up that phone Please And get in touch It's it's the same scenario Every week The more you call in The less I need to speak To Marvin Bartley And Cammy Bell (laughs) You're providing me a service That's the way to look at it Uh, Johnny's a Celtic fan Shollin's first through Does that news today Coming out of of London and down south and, and Spurs, Johnny Does it change your mindset at all On this Ange situation?
4: Well I was saying to my dad uh, Last week Whenever the, sort of, the rumours started And obviously back then It was kind of small rumours That the closer it gets The cup final And the longer Spurs go Without actually announcing a manager The more likely it's going to be That Ange is the man Because like I said You'll think that if it wasn't Ange They would probably have had Someone in place by now for the fact it's getting to close to Cup Final Day um, And obviously they wouldn't announce it this, um, We do the Cup Final And hopefully win the treble
1: So to put and it in very, to put it in blunt terms, Johnny Are, are you now fearing the worst? I and mean, was that not the case last week?
4: Last week I thought, nah, no way um, I thought that more English fans Tend to be a bit more stubborn with the Scottish game um, which I think is wrong but that's just the way they are and I thought they would not accept a relatively unknown manager coming in to take over what is a big club as much as they don't really win much Spurs is obviously a, a very big club um, and looking at it now yeah, it does scare me a bit um, it's, it's putting a fear <laughs> right up me um, but like I say if it goes we just need to make sure that we bring in somebody who's just as good like I said they both did well last time they don't get much praise from Celtic fans that was something they got right maybe they can pull another gem Um, but yeah the longer this goes on and the closer it gets to the cup final the more I'm starting to worry that Ange is going to leave as soon as the Hopefully He lifts the Scottish
1: Cup Why does this one Feel different Because it's become Like an ongoing joke On the show this season I think you know Leicester, Leeds And then Celtic fans Understandably Would sort of lash out and, You know Everyone's just linking them With all these jobs Leave them alone Sort of thing um, But why, why does this one Feel a bit different
4: I think the Press he's getting it From England To be honest Is one of the main Contributors to it I mean Most of the Linking him to These other clubs Was from the Scottish media And, as they are sometimes right, most of the time it's kind of just a a headline, a story. Whereas, most of the English media, if someone gets linked to them, they usually go. I mean, think about Brendan Rodgers, the story was released in the English media that morning, and then Rodgers was away. Um, So the fact that it is starting to gather a bit of momentum down south, then it is starting to get a bit, bit scary. And like I say, the fact that they've not actually got a manager in place yet, whenever most teams have nothing to play for now, Mm -hmm. you'd think that if there was a manager out there who was was Spurs' number one target, they would be in by now. Um, And the fact that we have got a cup final, they're not going to announce him as the the manager. And I don't think Ange would have too much conversation with Spurs up until after the cup final. I think that if you add two and two together, you're
1: getting four just now. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get six, seven, eight. Indeed indeed you do. Johnny and Shollins, thank you very much. This seems like an appropriate time to bring in Charlie Eccleshire. Now, Charlie is the Spurs correspondent at The Athletic. Uh, And Charlie, thanks for joining us, first and foremost. How are you? I'm good, yeah, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I'm sure you heard Johnny as you were hanging on. He, essentially, he's fearing the worst. He says it's getting scary from a Celtic perspective. Should he be fearing the worst, do you think?
5: Well, uh, yeah, I definitely think there's cause for concern if you're a Celtic fan desperate to hold on to him. Um, yes, but he, he's very much a candidate now for, for Tottenham uh, in this seemingly never-ending managerial search. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they like him. Um, and he's definitely in a stronger position than he was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, I think some supporters, some top supporters would feel a bit underwhelmed by the appointment, but certainly from speaking to people, you know, with Celtic connections, as we've heard from there as well, you know, we, they speak extremely highly of him. So, yeah, interesting week or so coming
1: up. Yeah, I was wondering how it is being received, because the funny thing is, even here in Scottish football, which... You know, not got the same money and profile, so the expectations might be a bit lower. Hans Poster Coglu came into the exact same thing here when he came to Celtic, and he's, he's proven everyone wrong. So I wondered how, the, how, how you would sum up the, the temperature amongst the, the Spurs fans at this prospect.
5: Yeah, I think there is um, certainly from a lot of people a feeling of being underwhelmed, you know, the sense that, and partly because he doesn't have a very good record in Europe is uh, it european competition there's this sense that he's not done a huge amount um away from australia and japan and that kind of thing um, so there definitely is skepticism no two ways about it but but you're right um and that's the point i've made that there were similar feelings in scotland when he moved over there a couple of years ago um but he'd have it all to prove certainly
1: Uh, I mean Marvin and Cammy We've not actually had your thoughts yet Because we went straight from From Johnny to Charlie's call Does it Firstly does it You're listening to to Charlie Who's obviously closer to it than we are Does this feel like it's heading in a
2: direction That the Celtic fans won't want Yeah I believe so Um, You know I think Celtic fans Since Andrews came through the door He's been absolutely fantastic And I think they'd all have been fearing the worst You know potentially at the end of this season You know like you said earlier There was a lot of clubs That were losing managers in the Premier League And every other week he was linked to one Um, I think Johnny made some fantastic points when he says that, you know, Tottenham haven't named a manager which to me would seem that it's somebody who still has something to play for, which, you know, Ange fits into that criteria and and Charlie said there, you know, some of the fans are underwhelmed by him, but all they need to do is watch Celtic play, honestly, because I genuinely believe he goes down there and does exactly the same thing, I think, you know, the Tottenham fans are now demanding attacking football I think Conte was there and they didn't enjoy the defensive style, even when they were winning games Um, and Ange fits, you know, the profile that I think they'll want to go for and You know, Celtic fans won't want to hear this, um, but I believe there'll be a lot of suitors for him this summer.
1: I don't know if this stuff is wishful thinking, Charlie, on behalf of the Celtic fans, but some that have been in touch would maybe say, "I know Spurs is it's not a great place, or they're not in a great place at the moment." And look at other managers; clearly, are not interested in it, and they've not won things for a while. And again, that might be wishful thinking. Does it? Does it remain a very attractive proposition for a manager?
5: Well, yeah, I've I've had the similar conversations and there is this sense that, you know, it's a manager's graveyard and I know some candidates have looked at it and thought, well, Mourinho and Conte failed there. Is that really somewhere I want to go? I think my sense of Poster is that he will really back himself. Um, You know, he's not lacking in self-confidence as we all know. And I think his sense would be, yeah, it's a difficult job, but I think I can go there and sort it out. So I don't think it'll be... Off putting necessarily to him. And also, Spurs may be struggling at the moment, but it's still a pretty plum job. You know, they may not be in Europe next season, but they're one of the Premier League big six, one of the biggest clubs in England and in Europe, really. So I think there will be an attraction for him and other managers, the sense of reviving this sort of sleeping giant. Um, so yes, there are downsides, but I think there are also a lot of upsides to managing that club.
1: Yeah, because look, Cammy, Charlie won't be surprised to hear we we do our best to to beat the drum for Scottish football, and and we we always believe, I think quite rightly, that in terms of you know environment and, and the history and the size of the clubs, it is very tough to top Glasgow's big two anywhere. Yep. But, but, <laughs> and the, the, it could be a big but. There is the obvious lure of the English Premier League. And it's not we're not ta- we're not talking Leicester from earlier in the season. We're mm-hmm. not talking Leeds from earlier in the season. Both of them went down. You know, we are, we're talking Spurs. We're talking Champions League final a few years ago. Talking one of the best stadiums in world football, arguably. Does it does it? Would that would it be much more appealing than some of the previous ones?
3: Yeah, listen definitely Charlie said that um, they are a sleeping giant, and they're a they're a team that are probably top six in English football, which is massive and financially have a lot of money as well. Um, for me, Ange fits the bill for Spurs as well because Spurs are in a real mess at this moment in time. They're, they've lost their their identity as a club. I don't think they have an identity at this moment in time. Um, and you look at what Ange did when he came into Celtic. Celtic were in a similar place, in a real mess. Had to the number of players that they had to move on, bringing a fresh fresh ideas, fresh players. Ange has done that So I think Spurs will be looking at him Looking at the model that he's had at at Celting What he's done with the club And they'll they'll be looking for a similar sort of return um, If they were to get Ange Charlie, I know
1: you're new to the show But I've got a habit of making the pundits Come up with bold predictions And then it just comes back to bite them And I just get to sit back and take no blame whatsoever Um, Your gut feeling right now Do you think Ange Postacoglu will be the next Spurs manager?
5: I think at the moment there's a bigger chance he will than he won't. But I would say having covered this managerial search and then thinking back to two years ago, 2021, when Spurs were in a similar position and it went on for 72 days, it can change so quickly. I mean, this time a week ago, if you'd asked me that question about Arne Slot, I would have said, yeah, I think he'll, there's a better chance than not he'll get the job. Um, two years ago, there were similar thoughts about Conte, about Fonseca, about Gattuso. None of them got the job so what I'm saying is yes I think there's a better chance than not but I'm normally wrong about these things so we'll see
1: <laughs> do you know what I've got all I've got in my head is for the Celtic fans right now they seem from Dumb and Dumber so you're saying there's a chance
6: Exactly. <laughs> that, that's,
1: that's all I can yeah. see right yeah. now I must admit um, again Marvin maybe like you know it's easy for us to say uh, you know these, these jobs are irresistible but Charlie's just named managers who found it who found it they were able to resist it yeah, at this yeah. moment
2: in time and, but, but I think you have to look at where those managers are coming from you know and the ones he's speaking about and the ones that didn't get the job I think you know Andrew look up here and he's probably achieved more than anyone would have expected with the squad that he inherited and where Celtic were as Cammy said you know when he inherited that, that squad and and the team so he's a manager who believes in himself and you know he'll want to challenge himself at a higher level you know more competitive league obviously but he'll have bigger finances etc i think why tottenham will look at him and they think you know regardless of his football which is absolutely fantastic i think also knowing different markets you know leave it is not somebody who wants to go out there and spend ridiculous money and compete with the top six teams but he wants to be a top six team i think that's something else that Ange has to kind of his management ability is that he can go to different markets and bring in you know if he's got I don't know, fifty million rather than say the fifteen or twenty million at Celtic. Can he get a better version of a Kyogo and then can they go down there and impact the league? Interesting. Charlie, thank you very
1: much. It was a pleasure to have you on. Take care. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Bye Good back. man. That was Charlie Eccleshare, Tottenham, uh correspondent at the Athletic, giving you the the inside track from down there. What do you think, Celtic fans? He's saying there's a chance that it <laughs> won't happen. Remember. Get your dumb and dumber gif in here. Pick up the phone oh one four one nine five one one oh two five.
0: Are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Cammy Bell and Marvin Bartley are here On 01419511025 Lots of calls coming in reacting to that news It's going to be breaking throughout the day Depending on on where you are Um, I noticed Sky Certainly running with it A few hours ago that Ange Postacoglu Is emerging as the preferred candidate For the Spurs job and we want to know your thoughts, Celtic fans. The previous Celtic fan who was on said he was fearing the worst. Are you the same, Kieran, in East Kilbride, or are you a bit more confident?
7: Uh, how's you going, pan, are we okay?
1: Good, thank you, good.
7: Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm much as Sky as Scott says, the preferred candidate. Um, Zara Larson's my preferred candidate on a night out, but, <laughs> that won't happen
1: um, An interesting not, choice I must say but anyway
7: yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not completely worried um, I, I like to think that we'd like to have another shot at Europe um, if there's anything that we know from managers it, it likes to make, try make a, a big impact on things Europe obviously hard group but underwhelming I think he wants another pop at that and as, as much as Tottenham would offer, sort of more money at the get-go, I feel like uh, the way Daniel Levy sort of uses his transfer business won't sort of to Porto, whereas uh, I can't
1: see a reason why Celtic wouldn't give him sort of as much as they could or, or what he wanted to have a have a pop at this transfer window. If we're sticking with that analogy, is there no part of you worried that? Spurs is more attractive Than you Kieran And therefore Ange has got more chance Of going there Than Zara Larsson does Of rocking up at <laughs> East bride next week
7: Well Ange I, I, I would want to win trophies um, And I, I, I do thoroughly believe that Whereas With Tottenham that you can see that they're not just a, a one season season away from, from getting a trophy they're, they're not competing um, they don't really get far in the competitions they are doing poorly um, but yeah I, I just I, f- I feel like Andrew would prefer to sort of win trophies than to go down and be part of the big six but number five or number six of that six
1: I think that's logical and I get that Marvin I suppose what would, would maybe be a worry or, or go against some of what Kieran says does Ange
2: Postacoglu get a job at any point that's closer to Competing for trophies in England than Spurs would be. I don't think so. And, and I listen. I'm listening to what Kieran says, and it makes perfect sense. And I, and I definitely understand his points. But like you said there, I don't think there'll be a a bigger team. You know, if Tottenham are you know fourth in the league and they don't have a manager for whatever reason, I don't think Ange gets that opportunity. I think it's going to be one of those that he, he has to go in. He has to make changes. And don't get me wrong. You know, if, if they do choose him and he decides that he's going to go, have reassurances about certain things. You know, i.e. the transfer market. Harry Kane's there At this moment in time You know One of the best number nines In the world You know It's not very often That managers get to work With players Might of leave kind. Yeah Could could leave But I mean At this moment in time He's still there And if he does leave What's that £150 million You're getting for him There or thereabouts So the Celtic fa- Here's one for you Celtic fans Would you take that If he chucked £149 million <laughs> million Of it back at
1: Kiel? <laughs> <laughs> that would soften the blow Um Cammy, th- th- Nothing's ever a foregone conclusion in football So I think Kieran's quite right to point that stuff out Ange Postacoglu has been allowed to come here And clearly his recruitment has got his stamp all over it Might not get that It might not be that type of environment at a club that size
3: Yeah, and it probably won't be as easy as it is at Celtic I think he would um, have to go down there and yeah, it would have a huge influence on some of the transfers that were happening But it'll be a completely different process It's a different size of, of club um, Don't get me wrong, as you mentioned I think people down in, in England don't realise how big Celtic and Rangers are As a, a global um, football club But yeah, the money down there is different I don't think it's just the, the finances that will attract Ange I think there's a, there's a point in his career he will want to manage in the English Premier League and as Mal says, does he get an opportunity With a bigger club down there? I don't think he does I think it's because of where Spurs are at the moment And how poor they are and how big a mess they're in as well That he's mm. getting that opportunity and getting linked with it I think it, what
1: we can all agree on Kieran is he'll leave at some point Because that's just the way life is So what, what What do you think then? Do you think he can dig in and actually get something better than this down the line? Uh, well, I, I, I,
7: well, I think from, from a sort of um, on standpoint, yes. Um, I think. I mean, you look. You look at Brighton. Brighton just achieved Europe for the first time in this season. They went through a manager change. Personally, might um, you guys might not agree? I would say Brighton would be a, a better sort of project, a, a better sort of um, position to, to take than Tottenham would be. Um, I, I, I don't see why. I, I, I like that eh, wouldn't come in in the, in the sort of near future um, but I do believe that he'd want, he'd want to, to sort of impact in the Champions League with us I think that's why I, I, I think if have done well in Europe this season I'd be more worried but for for me what it is is I think he wants to sort of make more of a, a name at the sort of lower level before he t- takes on that sort of big jump at, at
2: Tottenham I mean, there's no guarantees. I get what you're saying again, Kieran. Um, firstly, I disagree on the kind of Brighton and Tottenham. And I think if both of those jobs are available now, I'm not talking about Ange, about any manager. I think you, you, you pick Tottenham over Brighton just because of the size of the club. And as Cammy said earlier, you know, the training ground and, and the stadium they do have and some of the players that they do have, you know, at this moment in time, football's a difficult thing, right? Because. You know, if Ange goes on to win the treble this season and then all of a sudden you have a, a bad three or four months, all of a sudden your stock's extremely low in, in football management, you know, and then you're looking at the other side of things, you know, someone's not trying to headhunt you, you could lose your job. So I think it's, it's difficult for managers, you know, you want to strike when the iron's hot. I think you know if he does decide to go I think Celtic fans should be appreciative of what he's done because I think if we look two years ago you know after kind of the Neil Lennon stuff you know how far he's taken this football club it's been absolutely fantastic and Tottenham are in a similar state I would say to to where Celtic were in terms of their transfers players have been brought in and we keep talking about transfers with Ange as well but he's actually made players better look at Greg Taylor for example and yeah. you know, I think Callum McGregor's come on to a game to another level because he's already a top quality player so I think if you're a chairman of another club and you look at everything that Ange has done he takes an awful. Lot a of boxes and as Gordon says at some point someone's always going to come and take your manager it's interesting Cammy, to think you know, how many factors are at play here? and I'm almost
1: certain if he's listening and I'm sure he will be hi Ange hope you're enjoying <laughs> dinner time um, he'd be shaking his head and muttering something along the lines of don't try and figure out what I'm thinking mate do you know what I mean yeah. but um, the, the view there from Kieran was that he thinks he would want to wait you know do more at a lower level, I think, Kieran called it, and then make that big jump. D- do you take age into account? I'm not saying 57s old, but it's certainly what well, let's call it in the middle. He's not, he's not a young manager. Yeah, yeah. fair. Does that does that
3: Listen, play into it at all? Certainly not old compared to Roy Hodgson. Um, so there's him many, many years ahead time. of him, um, but. I, I think what he has done With Selly I agree Listen he's, he's not cracked it In Europe yet um, But domestically What he's done He's absolutely dominated Since he came to To this country um, And then I just for me I, I look at Spurs as a club And I think as I said before And Marv then said it again That they are in a similar situation To what Celtic are So I think he, he's a very attractive manager That they'll be looking and saying Look he's done that with a huge football club Being able to to mould it Into a really well structured football club and, and being successful as well um, But everything behind the scenes At Celtic at the moment Is running very smoothly And I think Ange plays a huge part in that and I think Spurs will be looking at that from top to bottom that he's involved in it and then he's making big decisions and ultimately that's where, where Spurs will be looking is to try and get a trophy. They've not done it for a long time, but that's what they want to do. Uh, thank you very much,
1: Kieran, in East Goldbride, I'll let you know if Zara Larson gets in touch. That would be <laughs> that would be the, the story to end all stories, I must admit. And Marvin, I'm, I'm really interested in you personally here. Mm-hmm. You're, a big, you're a big Ange fan yeah. Uh, in, in the sense you've been very complimentary about him on this show many times.
2: But you're also Arsenal. Yeah, I'd rather him stay at Celtic, if I'm honest. So how does this
1: work here? What is
2: this conflict of interest? From a selfish point of view, you know, I I would much rather him stay at at Celtic and stay in the Scottish game. Because, as you said, you know, I think ever so highly about him. I think he's been a breath of fresh air. I think the football that his team plays um, has been absolutely brilliant. You know, bringing different players together and kind of different cultures. It's been been fantastic to kind of watch and from the start to where they are now. You know, from a from a neutral point of view, you know, I, I am not at all surprised by, you know, Tottenham being interested and other clubs being interested. And I think if I'm a manager, I would be saying, well, you know, of Celtic, I'll be saying, This is too good of an opportunity to turn down. If I can leave you with the treble in a much better place than, you know, what I inherited, you know, I think it's it's far too big a club to turn down. I really, really do. And that's gonna annoy Celtic fans because you know, it, you're losing a top quality manager if he is to go. Could he convince you to support Spurs in any way? Wish them well at all. If he goes and attacks the league the way he has up here, then yeah, because football's a winner, so I probably would oh, say, Do you know what, that's decent. The <laughs> <to
1: this guy. laughs>
2: Not having that now, nah. that
1: just shows you it's a kid on plastic rivalry, doesn't nah,
3: it? listen, if Ange <laughs> wants to go, I'll give him a lift onto Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
1: they all say, isn't it? If you're a rival fan, anyway. 01419511025 Twitter at Clyde SSB. As well if you want to get in touch We'd love to have you Now here's the thing What about this for a, an appropriate caller James has given us a call from Bishopton Just up the road But James is a member of the Glasgow Spurs Supporters Oof. Club There we go You're well placed to give us your take James On you go
8: Oh, um, Hi thanks for that I'm not sure I'm well placed Because I called up at the start of the season After the Rangers Spurs Friendly and said "Rabbi Matondo was my player of
1: the season Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what James, that takes a lot because you didn't need to mention that no one would ever have known so fair play to you uh, you might have got that one wrong, is that fair? Uh, that's fair
8: well he, he wasn't given a chance really was
1: he but anyway <laughs> Well let, listen, let's just skim over that one you sound like yeah. Hugh Evans with your predictions here so what are you thinking about today's development if you like in the Ange Postacoglu to Spurs saga?
8: I can tell you, look, first of all, my phone hasn't stopped and um, I've had Celtic supporters messaging me saying, I, I need to try and play this down <laughs> because they don't want him to go. But what I can say is, I mean, I think no matter where Ange Postacoglu goes in England, he will be a success. I think he has all the qualities to be a successful manager in the, the Premier League. Um, my concerns don't come from his experience or skills. My concerns come from the patience of the Spurs supporters, and we've been through a lot in the past. This is our fourth summer rebuild, and they're very thin on the patience that we have left. And we're going to expect results right away. And my worry is that there's a lot of things that would need to be fixed right away you've mentioned it before, Harry Kane, the contract there has to get renewed. It runs out at the end of next season. There's no Europe, so he's going to have to work with a much smaller squad. Uh, We've got over £200 million worth of players currently out on loan at other clubs through poor recruitment from other managers. And I think that as much as I think Angie's playing style would work in the Premier League, he's going to have to adjust the playing style of certain big names within the current squad, like Pedro Poro, Emerson Royale, Kulisevsky, they, I don't see them easily adapting to the way that And pushes on the wings. So it's a big job. And um, I just worry that he would not get the time to make it the success that he could do, I think.
2: I think James, you know, Tottenham will have to look at their neighbours, Arsenal and, you know, there was a a point where Arteta and the fans wanted him out and the turnaround that he's made, and yes, listen, they haven't won the league this season, they end up finishing in second place. Um, I understand what you're saying about some of the players that are currently in the squad, but if they can't fit into his style, then I think, you know, it's for him to then get rid of them. You know, football's that cutthroat that he, if he doesn't see that he can make an improvement in you to play the way that he wants to play, I don't think he's going to ever change from that way. So it's either you kind of fit into it, or, you know, the players find find new teams. You look through that Tottenham squad and there's some very, very good players. And let's be honest, Port, 90% of them are probably underperforming. You know, and it's you know the season that Suns had, and you having to do the defensive side of things. He went from last season, I think, scoring twenty Premier League goals to this season, really struggling and finding himself on the bench because of the the style of play that Tottenham had. So there's a lot of players in there that are not fulfilling their potential, and there's a lot of players I think that Andrew will look at that are of a good age and with really good ability. And you know, it takes just a few improvements, and all of a sudden you're knocking on the door of the Champions League again. James, the Celtic fans
1: are. I said it earlier, it might be wishful thinking, but it might be accurate saying, why would you want to go to Spurs? It's a club in crisis. It's a basket case. It's whatever the phrase may be. Is any of that accurate?
8: Spurs have problems, yes. You've got a, a very unruly large section of the support who currently want Daniel Levy out. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen for them because he's a majority stakeholder in the club. This is not a typically publicly traded club where you know fan power could have more of an impact uh, there is things that need to change from the top and there's also recurring changes of having four managers in four years uh, and having to come in and adjust and work with all different sets of backroom staff as well so there is problems I'm not denying that there are problems at Spurs but um, yeah, my concerns are whoever gets this job will have to deliver quick and we'll have to deliver with restrictions they may not have had before and deal with a, a fan base that's quite divided. I mean, I know from I mean all the guys in my gym that are Celtic supporters, they absolutely love Ange. And, you know, they were telling me that the support is 100% behind Ange. And I think if Ange was given a job, I would be 100% behind them. My mates are not going to be happy to hear that, but um, he, he needs to be given time to do what he wants to do and do it his way. And if there's players, like you said, that don't fit into that system, let's move them on. We've done bad recruitment, but you can look at what Ange has done with Carmen, Car, Carter Vickers. He's brought him on. As, he was a fringe player at Spurs, and he's been one of the players of the season up here in there's no doubt in his ability to bring and develop players, and there's a cracking young squad of players at Spurs that could really benefit from that.
1: Does the timing of this go against Celtic fans who want him to stay, Cammy? If that makes sense, you know, sometimes mid-season is it is it just harder to to do that to prize someone away? you know, does it, yeah. if there's going to be a change and, and you're a manager, does it make more sense to do it at this time?
3: Yeah, I think it does as a manager, and especially going into the the type of job he's going to face. If he if he was to go to Spurs, so it's going to be, as James said, a, a huge rebuild job. Um, there's a lot of departments that need changed. Um, players there that will move on but I think Ange is that type of guy, he's ruthless If, um, as Marl said, if you don't fit into his style of player, you're not going to play the way he wants to play, you won't be there, he'll move them on, he'll bring in better players that want to play his style and ultimately that's why he's been successful at Celtic, there's not one player in his squad that doesn't play the way he wants Mm. to play, he's in complete control of all them players and again I know it's a different level, you're dealing with a different Type of player down south because the money's a lot more, um, so you need to manage them slightly different. But I also think he would bring in good people to Spurs, and, and that he spoke about that before. He's brought in good people to Celtic that he knows that Didn't want to work for the club. Right enough, though, which was interesting. Yeah, no, I, again, but he's. I think he's probably learnt a little bit from that. And again, the size of Celtic as a football club as well, he'll have learnt being involved in that environment, an environment you need to win week in, week, in, week right. out. So that's for me. If, if you're a Spurs fans Looking at that That's a good thing That he's been demanded To win week in week out
1: Thank you very much to James It's 01419511025 To add your opinion Please do
0: 01419511025 This is Scottish football's Lead leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Cammy Bell and Marvin Bartley are here on 01419511025 and the phone line certainly dominated so far by the news today coming out of London and surrounding areas uh, that Tottenham's preferred candidate for the vacant managerial job is Ange Postacoglu, so you can keep your thoughts coming Still loads more though between now and now And 8 o'clock, don't forget later on in the show We will hear from the First Minister, Hamza Youssef Again, things you don't often hear on Clyde One Super Scoreboard They've launched a new, and I say they, the Scottish Government Have launched a new fan bank initiative today So we were finding out about that And there was a bit of time uh, to try and ask him a few other questions as well So stay tuned for that a bit later on in the show Neil is in Edinburgh first though, hi Neil Hi there, how you doing? Not bad Neil, how are you more importantly?
9: I'm grand I'm actually from Edinburgh, but I'm based up down in Newbury now. Um, oh. um, Marvin just
1: Marvin
2: just made some sort of weird squeak. My neck of the woods. Oh, it's right, okay. not far from Reading.
9: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah. right, not too far away at all. Is that all where right.
2: you've been last week? Yeah, you know, last just like four or five
1: days. Out. Yeah, just telling everyone how great you are at Queen of the South. That's, That's what I do. Because don't believe it. <laughs> <won't have laughs> <held to those laughs> exactly. Never heard of them. Who are they? Queen's Park. <laughs> anyway, Neil from <laughs> Edinburgh slash Newbury, uh, what are you thinking about this news coming out of Spurs today?
9: I'm not worried Um, I'm not worried I don't want to say I'm not worried at all there there might be a little nagging doubt in the back of my head but he's got such a great uh, rapport and love with the fans which I think is mutual I think the board have backed him all the way and he's managed to get every player in that he wanted whereas Brendan Rodgers had problems with the previous board I think Even Peter Lawwell coming back hasn't rocked the boat. Um, He's on the verge of a treble, which not every Celtic manager has has managed. He's got another crack at Europe. And money isn't everything. And and you could argue, you know, Tottenham did get to the Champions League final. They have got a big stadium. They have got money. But Brendan Rodgers went to Leicester and he got sacked. You know, I I, I don't think the grass is greener. It's certainly not greener than our grass, but... I really do think he's going to be here, maybe another year, two years. I mean, he might, hes building a legacy. You know, he—he's got so many ideas. We, he's tapped into markets that no other club has, has looked at, into the the Far Eastern market. We're going to Japan and Korea for a pre-season tour, and I, I mean, everything just points at him staying. In in
2: in my book. Neil. No. What team in the Premier League would you think he'd be tempted by? Then you're saying that Tottenham won't, wouldn't tempt him. What team, if he said he's going to leave in a year or two years' time, what sort of team would you expect him to go into?
9: Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily even have to be England. You know, there's there's many like the German league, the French league. He might want to go back and be closer to home eventually. You know, it's really difficult to say. I, I'm such a, uh, even though I live down in England, I'm such a massive supporter of the Scottish football, and it gets its critics, but it's a game I grew up with, and I value it more than I value the Premiership. And, I mean, who's to say? You, you know, if you look at the, the season that Liverpool have had, European contenders, they've been poor. Chelsea, European contenders, they've been poor there's one or two basket case clubs in that league at the minute and I don't think Ange would necessarily be tempted by England Um, I mean, I push maybe Liverpool something like that but I I, I don't want to wish him away you know, that's the thing
2: no, I, I, I totally understand. Again, you know, everyone's making extremely good points. Although I, I disagree. You know, in terms of, I think Tottenham are a, a fantastic club in in terms of where they are at this moment in time, finishing eighth in the league. I think finishing outside of Europe and this is going to sound ex- extremely strange. Make it even better for somebody to go in there because you get more time on the grass. You know, you know what it's like when you play in the Premier League and then you've got you know European football, whether it's the Champions League or Europa League, whatever it might be. I just think they're in a perfect position now when they they are going to change the players over they've got a lot of good young players there potentially Harry Kane does go or he signs a new contract if he goes then it's a massive war chest that you've also got there I think you've got Richarlison who failed to perform this season you've got Son. Um, there's so many good players that they do have there and they have spent a lot of money yes defensively they need to tighten things up but I just look at everything that club has and you know the training ground there as well I mean it's top notch it's unbelievable the stadium you know as we said earlier on the show, uh, show mm-hmm. is one of the best in, in Europe if not the world so it's just a it's just such a good club I think to go into
1: This is the problem Cami, Because I think this show speaks for itself We dedicate so many hours to the Scottish game And we love it And we yep. love it For, for all the, the big things The small things The quirks We absolutely love it But it's also it, It's hard to project that onto everyone And whether it's Angie Postacoglu or someone else even if the English Premier League does does have its flaws and does have its problems, it's hard to, like I say, project that onto people and, and suggest that they won't like the chance to go to Old Trafford and Stamford Bridge and the Emirates and the Etihad and so on. Having already done it up here as well.
3: Yeah, and and listen, um, absolutely the Scottish game as well. I think it's fantastic, but. Again, the, the problem is down there is, is angel will be able to put himself up against the best managers in the world and he'll want to do that. He'll want to test himself against the best managers in the world. He'll want to work with some of the best players in the world and he would get that opportunity at doing that against Tottenham and, and playing against Again, it's such a competitive league there You're, you're competing every single week is really, really difficult it's, it's different in Scotland Because of the finances of Rangers and Celtic um, which, which comes with different pressures Don't get me wrong That he needs to handle the winning expectation Of, of Celtic Football Club But down there, every single week's a tough game And... and I just feel as if it would be a new challenge for him And I just think the club suits him at the moment It's purely on where the spurs are as a club at the moment They need restructured, they need refocused As Mars said, they've got a lot of good players there That for me, he can improve as well And bring them back to the players they should be And the money they've spent on them Put a percentage on it for me Neil, try and quantify it Flag day at Celtic Park, first day
1: of the season Ange Postacoglu is still there wow. How confident are you?
9: I'm, I'm like I said. I'm confident. I mean, what, he's got, what we've got over Tottenham. However long we last in it, you know, there's potential to, to to play in the Europa League if we make a better fist out of the group stages in the Champions League. We've got European football, and I get obviously that there's there's massive clubs in England. We know this. Money's generated an altogether different league to what the English league was. say before the 90s, you know, it's it's monumental now. But I still think, and I might be a romantic, but I still think there's room for just loving where you are in in our game. You know, and he, it doesn't always work, but it didn't work for Brendan Rodgers at Leicester. Leicester have relegated, um, you know, it, it, I think there's something Celtic... Are, 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 are a, are a club with a, a history and 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 a real passionately supported club that I you know, they 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 hold. I think they hold something pulling your heartstrings more than somebody like Tottenham would. And
1: I, I like to believe that is the. I like to believe that's possible as well. I like to be, I like to believe that we are not lambs to the slaughter when
2: it comes to English football all the time. So I, I, I like to believe Neil's right. We find out if he is on this occasion. Yeah, no, he, he is right. And I was going to say, you know, he's doing Celtic a disservice by saying they just got the Champions League. The passion's unrivaled that you get up here to, to down south. No doubt about it. Um, you know, everything about Celtic, they are a bigger club. If you're talking about the size of the clubs, it's just all the other things that can pull you down there, the finances, etc.
1: Thank you to Neil. I know Martin was hanging on the line, but we'll need to get Martin later because we're already running late for this beat the
0: pundit with the scottish sun for the best football news and opinion online slash football
1: come on beat the pundit time you're what are you on you've only got 3 chances left this season to win beat the pundit what a, an incentive for you 01419511025 lines close at 7 and you could embarrass cami bell or marvin bartley if you give us a call tackle the
0: headlines 01419511025
1: Light One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Marvin Butley are here for you on 01419511025 We'd love for you to give us a call It has been fairly, well I was going to say fairly extremely busy on the Ange Postacoglu and Spurs stuff among you Celtic fans We've even had someone from the Spurs Glasgow Supporters Club We had a athletic correspondent of Spurs as well so trying to get as many opinions as possible And we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu I believe tomorrow Very keen to hear what he'll say I suspect he might get the baseball bat out And fire it straight (laughs) back at whoever asks it But there we go Um, If you want to add anything to that please do You might want to move the topic on And like I said a few times in this hour We're going to hear from the First Minister Hamza Youssef Now you may have heard on the news That the Scottish Government have launched a new fan bank initiative So primarily we were finding out what that is and we had a bit of a, a bit of a chance to ask some other questions about various topics that interest Scottish football fans. So hopefully you'll find some value in it. We'll do that very soon, but this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun.
0: For the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football.
1: Right then, beat the pundit time. Roger won on Monday. Simon won last night. I'm rooting for you, Ryan in Stirling How are you? I'm living life for yourself Good, how, how could you not be When the sun is shining like this It says you're a Rangers fan On my screen Ryan Looking forward to next season Is it just about saying goodbye To this one and moving on? Yep Definitely Been busy though I mean De John Sterling added Last night Is he a player you Knew much about? Have you looked into him? What do you make of Doing the business so early? I don't know
4: much about him But
10: I've got to trust Michael up He's done well. we're asking Is on well we Pluged technical So you need to trust The manager's
1: process I think that would be the common reply, wouldn't it, Marvin? Because he's only made two signings that we've seen. They've both been pretty good. And therefore, you just hope that 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 continues. An interesting profile, this one, though. Because he's going to centre-back come right back. You assume he's not there to take over from James Tavernier, so keen to see how that one plays out
2: Yeah I think he'll you know, add a bit of cover in kind of both positions and you know I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers went to back three at times next season as well I think Bill's kind of spoke about it a few times he's a very very good player I've watched him play a few times obviously with him playing down at England he uh, was at Stoke last and he's a powerful boy a real powerful boy and you know I think he'll add to that uh, Rangers mm. defence What did you make of that one Cammy yesterday?
3: Yeah, excited about it actually As as Marv says He ticks a few boxes In, in areas that they do need cover I don't think they've got real cover For, for Tav and, and again If he can slot in at that centre half area It's been a, a little bit of a problem area This season for Rangers
1: Yeah, anyway Let me I digress uh, Sometimes happens Ryan, I just thought Runs away with me Let's play beat the pundit If it's heads You will take on Marvin Bartley And if it's tails It will be Cammy Bell So let's do it We've got the trusty coin here ready He wants to play Cammy He said <laughs> And he's got his wish. His heads Cammy yes. against Ryan. Come on, Ryan! What in Martin Batley? Oh, no one no. wants me, Ryan. Yes, they do. Everyone does. <laughs> i gave you a
4: good game last week, Martin. Have you played uh, before? I <laughs> played yeah. last week. He beat me five three last yeah, week. Yeah, he lost. No oh
1: my goodness! Yeah, he lost. How did this? Ryan's managed to make it through two weeks in a row. This is one of the most popular radio competitions. There's hundreds of people phone every night,
2: and he slipped through. It'd the He'd be net. busy tonight because Cammy's on as well. and A lot of people think they can beat Cammy. <laughs> Is that, that right? Is that, yeah. Show him, Cammy. Show him, Ryan's on, the Roque type Roque of guy yeah. that wins back to uh, draws out back to back raffle
1: tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's cursing him from the other end of the hall. Incredible. Anyway, well, you got you got through these things happen. So we're going to give Cammy some greatest hits radio to listen to. Ryan, thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can, and pass if you don't know the answer. Okay. Okay, okay that's fine. Right, let's go then. Your time starts now. Name either Celtic player with over ten assists this season. In Keogo Dujon Sterling has joined Rangers from which club? Stoke Which team scored the least goals in the top flight this season? Which team knocked St Johnston out of their Europa League qualifier earlier in the season? We we Name any player in the current Scotland squad who plays out with the UK Lee Hendry he, Aidan McGeady yeah. joined Hibbs from which English side? Ireland. Who's helping you in the background? My brother Greg That's fine, that's, no rules against that Well done Greg, you were better than Ryan um, Cammy, can you hear us? Yes Good same set of questions, shall we? Yep Time starts now Name either Celtic player with more than 10 assists this season Callum McGregor Dujon Sterling has joined Rangers from which club? Oh, no pass <laughs> Which team scored the fewest <laughs> goals in the top flight this season? Um, Dundee United Which team knocked out St Johnston Of very Europa League qualifier Pass uh, Name any player in the current Scotland squad Who plays out with the UK Pass Aidan McGeady joined Hibbs From which English side Sunderland Name any current Rangers player Who joined from another Scottish team <laughs>
3: Scott Wright Why are
0: you laughing Halfway through (laughs) it If Ryan's answers to you He should be mad Mate
1: (laughs) There was a question in there That was bothering me I must admit But anyway Ryan How do you think it went
4: not too bad. I will say my brother heavily, but I have been the
1: last team to beat Jim Duffy. So it's, it's well, it's people. a team effort here, is it? Right. Okay. Either Celtic player with more than 10 assists, Jota or Matt O'Reilly. <laughs> oh.
2: None of <laughs> you, got you got it did, Yes. Okay. No, you didn't. Oh, you did. I did. Obviously, die. you go Jota,
1: <laughs> Callum <laughs> McGregor. Okay. Well, Matt O'Reilly's got more. Yeah but Jotter's got to Do you on Sterling has joined Rangers From which club can passed. I've got a bit of sympathy Ryan He was at Stoke But right. it's Chelsea I was Chelsea. going to say Stoke was he's, to a, say he's a, Stoke, a Chelsea player it, wasn't. it was a loan spell So none of you got it Which team has scored The fewest goals In the top flight season Who Marvin Telling us It's your old team Isn't it Wow It's lovely really. wow.
3: I no. covered that, so
1: you didn't even cheat. What a good guy, yeah. No, I wouldn't cheat. Uh, None would of you got, you that? got nah. it. That's
3: a shocker. I wouldn't have got that.
1: Right, this was the one that bothered me because which team knocked out St. Johnson of their Europa League qualifier? But that was the season before, wasn't it? Yeah, God, that's so well, not Heads will roll for the wording of that question. I'll just. Pretend it wasn't me to blame But Galatasaray Ryan got it Despite the question Not being
2: okay. Applicable Did no. Cammy not?
1: No didn't <laughs> Passed <laughs> It's one Is it still 1-0? Oh, no, it's so stinking Ryan, Yeah this is terrible Name any player In the current Scotland squad Who plays out with the UK Jack Hendry or Lewis Ferguson uh, Ryan you didn't say Jack Hendry did you It was something else So I'm, My head right? I'm not <laughs> giving you no, no, I'm, I'm hanging in there though I'm hanging in there 1-0 Aidan McGeady joined Hibs From which English side? Sunderland? No Yep. Yeah,
3: yeah. Here you go. Oh, did you get that as well? Correct.
1: All oh, right. Okay. Sorry, I missed that one. So what? Uh, oh,
3: come on.
1: So you're two one down. No. Eh? Yeah, yeah. he got that? Ryan right. got okay. it. Okay. Which means you need you need the last one to equalise. Name any current Rangers player who joined from another Scottish club. Ryan Jack, Glen Kamara, John Souter. Oh. Or Scott oh,
3: right. Oh. By the wow. way I've had an absolute stinker And <laughs> I'm hanging in there Wow Ryan I'm
1: devastated Absolutely That game's made me hot Devastated Right here's the deal I'm going to read the tiebreaker I'll get Cammy to write his answer down and I hope I'll, you win Ryan I'll, actually I'll then invite you Ryan To give me your attempt okay Yeah okay How many different teams Have won the Scottish Cup Very simple Quick write it down Hurry up Cammy How many different teams Have won the Scottish Cup Hold it up to me please and Ryan, six. <laughs> I don't know who's worse. I do know this what? is this is one of the poorest attempts of a tiebreaker I've ever seen in the history of the Scottish Cup. Ryan thinks six teams have won it. Cami thinks the seven. seven teams have won it. <laughs> This is an absolute
0: It's going to be, gonna
1: be
3: out. four I but think now
1: Obviously Cammy's won It's 25 different clubs It's going to be
3: the four
11: oh, I'm joking
1: <laughs> uh, the, the ugliest win I've ever seen Listen, a win's a win I mean but straight away those Celtic Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs Yes Like listen Think uh, how many teams have okay. won the Scottish <laughs> who, Cup <laughs> Who won? Queen's Park, Motherwell, Kilmarnock Who won? You Correct That should be struck off It's the ugliest win Ever Ever (coughs) seen A win's a win Honestly Grim Really grim Anyway before we let you go Ryan It wasn't to be But you're looking forward to next season Definitely, I'll be back again to get that ball. No, no, Bradley. no, that's it. He's, his name has been
3: <laughs> sh- he's struck off the list. If he, if he couldn't win that, then he's <laughs> never ever gonna
2: win. Oh my god, oh, Absolutely just awful. mind blank. You asked him about next season, meaning the team he supports, right? Yeah, you beat the pundit mind. He's, he's like, just, No, I'll get the ball next season. Just what a guy,
1: straight on. On a that? He's unlucky. Unbeat the pundit. <laughs> How, How did that? they not win that? I'm dull That's my <laughs> best win ever. But from a Rangers perspective, that is going to be the. That's what the next few weeks is going to be like, isn't it? Sort of just charting those signings, seeing who they are, seeing who they replace directly, or whether it's something that you know adds on on top. Because look at the five players that walked out the door, like them or mm-hmm. not,
2: they have obviously been a huge part of the recent seasons. Yeah, you know playing on the pitch and characters off the pitch, you know, for, if what you hear is true. Um, so, no, listen, there's going to be some activity. There has to be. You know, the five boys, that you said, left um, at the end of their contracts. I imagine a few more will leave as well. Um, Michael Bills already said it, that he wants to get busy early on. He wants his squad together for pre-season um, so he can move forward with them. And, you know, I think Rangers fans will have to say they've seen improvements in their performances because I think at the start they were on that fantastic run and a few people were you know, saying the performances weren't great, but I think you've started to see what see what Michael Bill wants to do and now he's bringing in players that can, you know, improve that yet again. It's always
1: difficult because all you can really if maybe you're a Stoke fan and you've seen loads. And if not, Cammy, um which you're not because you didn't know where he had been. But the <laughs> you're just sort of looking at you're looking at profile, you're looking at the information yep. that you can gather from the outset. A good age, if you like, for potential. Um Michael Bill clearly likes the English
3: market, doesn't he? It's yep. not he doesn't
1: go there exclusively he dabbles in other supermarkets as well but he's a creature of habit sometimes sticks to what he knows
3: yeah and I'm, I'm pretty sure he knows the player very well and, and listen I think he's played a, a decent amount of games for his age as well he's been down in England for a period of time a number of loans um, as you said but um, yeah I'm quite excited about that signing um, I think we spoke about he ticks a lot of boxes for for different positions that you can slot into and be, feel quite natural in them positions as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited that Michael Beale's got a summer ahead of him that he can get a number of signings and he want to do them early and get them on the training pitch and mould them into the team that that he wants them to be because he's, it's been difficult for him taking over a team during the season with the pressure that comes with Rangers is always a hard task. Um, maybe a question worth asking
1: tonight to Martin and Mulgai though. Whatever Michael Beale does over the summer, will he face Ange Postacoglu at Celtic next season? Martin, that's been the theme of tonight. Is he? Is he staying?
9: Yeah, I think he is, Gordon. Uh, good evening to you, all, anyway Hello. Well, I was uh, listening to Mark Wilson last week. I kind of agreed with Mark when he was talking about Ange going down to work with Daniel Levy. I mean, Daniel Levy seems to have seen off. Top managers, I think he's, he's touched on it earlier on. Uh, Mourinho, Conte, and possibly other ones that uh, never even took the job. So my view is that Andrew's—he's a very clever man. I think he's proved it up here uh, on and off and I can't see him going down there to work uh, under somebody like Daniel Levy.
1: What do you make of that, though, Marvin? Because it, you know, managers always say that the environment needs to be right. You know, it does. If you take the first hour of the show, lots of people sort of almost suggesting that it's, it's it's automatic you know because of the size of the club and whatever and, and that's it and it just speaks for itself but you know why would a manager want to walk in to a, an environment that he might not like
2: just because of glamour or whatever. But managers create the environment as well, you know, so I bet the environment's very different, you know, when Ange first took over to what it is now because he puts his own stamp on things, he's his own person and they create that environment and the culture, you know. If, if Ange is to leave Celtic, whether it's now or two years' time or five years' time, wherever whenever it is, when the next manager comes in, the culture and the environment will change again. So, again, he'll look at himself and back himself to go into to any football club, Tottenham, any other club, You know, to go in there and to improve things and make things, you know, the way that he does it and put his stamp on it and then improve the team as well. Yeah, but you're not always looking at your your boss, if you like, and and hoping that that's someone you can work with effectively. But how many chairmen would you say out of 20 Premier League teams that you say, you know what, that's a good chairman? They've all got, you know, Chelsea. Mm. People talk about Chelsea. If Chelsea came in for Andrew, people say to go there or or not to go Mm. there. You know, so there's always something at football clubs that people would want to change. To be fair to Daniel Levy, he does back the managers and many other chairmen would have sold Harry Kane you know a lot sooner than you know potentially if he does go this summer because there has been bids for him so listen I understand it does he spend the same money as Manchester City no but they've got a new stadium there is enough money there to, to bring players in and there's a lot of good players there as well that are just underperformed
1: what do you think because you know we always hear that that you know top managers say they, they won't just jump at a chance if if the, the sort of structure isn't right or the people aren't right
3: yeah I think that the the relationship between the manager and, and whoever is the the owner of the club or who, who you're dealing with directly, Daniel Levy in this conversation here, that I think you need to have a good relationship, um, but I'm pretty sure if Ange decides it's the right job for him and, and he has good conversations with the owners of the club, then he'll, he'll make that decision on the back of where his conversations go with that um And as Marz says Listen They they do back the club He he does He doesn't just sell players When um, big bids come in That's been proven With Harry Kane Um, But I also think that just looking at Ange he, he he doesn't need a huge amount of money To find a gem of a player But also I think what he's really good at Is improving players that are there And I think that's kind of forgotten about a little bit Cal McGregor, Greg Taylor They're key examples They've went on to another level under Ange If Martin feels that Daniel Levy could be a stumbling block I,
1: I have no knowledge to, you know, to contradict that But what may go... Against it is, of course, Scott Munn Does that name mean anything to you? I think he's the chief football officer at Spurs. He was previously the CEO at Melbourne City. He is in the the. He was part of the City Football Group. Right, which handles. You the know, th- there are there are links there.
2: Yeah, um, and you know maybe he's steering this then in terms of you know saying to Levy that. This well, is I think he's one. definitely an
1: ally yeah. for Brandi
2: yep. Postacoglu by the sounds of things. But I think if, if you're a chairman, right, and someone comes to you and talks about a manager, and listen, Daniel Levy might not be too familiar with him, and he says, "Well, watch his team," and you watch Celtic play, and I've said this, that this is the best football I've seen a team play since being in Scotland. I think it's eight years I've been here now. You have to look at that and be impressed. Yeah. You know, you have to be impressed by it. There's not a chairman out there who look at that and be like, I don't want my team to play like that so that's another box ticks for and then you look at the players where's he brought the players in from how much has he paid for them you sell Joto or Kyogo um, Hatate you sell these players now you're making a fortune on what you've paid for them so again, as a chairman, Daniel Levy looks at it. If I give him a little bit more, and mm. then they say, he's taken so many boxes. I'm not saying that he is going to go, but I am not surprised that Tottenham and other clubs are looking at him because he's done a fantastic mm. job.
1: Well, it's been a real mixed bag. The first caller said he was fearing the worst, and it was scary. Martin thinks that Ange Postacoglu is not going anywhere. So watch this space, I think, is the message. Thank you to Martin 01419511025. Now, coming up next, we're going to hear from First Minister Hamza Youssef. The Scottish Government launched their fan bank initiative today. That was the point of us speaking to him, but... Obviously, we managed to try and ask about some other topics close to the hearts of football fans, celebrations after uh, the weekend and general thoughts around what clubs or government or who should take responsibility there. Everyone's always talking about pyrotechnics at the moment and drinking in football grounds. And, of course, it's a football show. We tried to put a bit of a a football lens on things, so you'll hear from him after these.
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Marvin Bartley and Cami Bell are here. You can still get in touch on 01419511025. But now, something a bit different, a lot different, I would say, for Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Because you're about to hear from the First Minister Hamza Yousaf. Yes, it would have been lovely if he could have been in this studio. You could have called him and wished him well for his endeavours. I'm sure that's how it would have gone Um, But busy night at the Scottish Parliament I believe with a football twist on there as well So I caught up with him a bit earlier on um, Talking about the new Fan Bank initiative That's been launched by the Scottish Government today uh, And managed to or tried to tick off a, a couple of other topics That we thought you might find of interest as well So you're about to hear it We kicked off just asking him quite simply There are not many First Ministers who are so open about being a football fan So how do those two worlds collide?
11: Well, I was taken to my first game by my uh, my late uncle. was a Celtic fan, first game was uh, Reggie Blinker's debut, and I was hooked. It was the buzz that I got walking to Celtic Park with all these other fans, the scarfs on, me with my scarf on, my strip on, just being part of that kind of community left me absolutely buzzing. So, yeah, no, so just totally hooked from then. Football's given me a lot in life. I mean, I even before I was First Minister, this might not surprise you, when I was Health Secretary and other jobs, I've had quite a fair bit of stress. And I think football's a great outlet. When you're either playing or indeed watching, you're kind of thinking of nothing else. If you're anything like me, when you watch the football, get animated. And so that's a good stress reliever too. So yeah, football's not just great for entertainment and physical health. It's just extremely enjoyable and a great outlet for me in particular when it comes to all the other stresses of life. Scottish politics
1: and football in Glasgow might be the two most polarising environments <laughs> anywhere in the world so what's it like being a First Minister who openly supports one of Glasgow's big two?
11: Kids come with these challenges at times because I think people assume that everything you do is through the lens of being a Celtic fan and being a Celtic fan and I'm, I'm not going to pretend I'm anything other than that because what's the point? <laughs> Remember when I first got into politics and said why don't you just pretend you're a Partick Thistle fan? And I thought, well, there's plenty of pictures of me in a Celtic top, folk know me, you know, what's the point of pretending? Why would I pretend to be something I'm not? And plus, there's nothing wrong with supporting Rangers or Celtic or any other club in the country. But also, you know, if I have to criticise something that Celtic have done, which I have done in the past, then they're making sure you're absolutely even-handed in how you're dealing with all clubs in Scotland.
1: So there won't be any abuse of power, no parliamentary intervention to stop Spurs no, coming no and
11: sniffing around Ange Postacoglu? I've just asked my entire team to see if there's anything within my first ministerial powers to stop Ange from leaving Celtic, if, of course, the rumours are true, but, uh, no, of course, there's there's nothing I can do. And I, I'd be gutted. I would genuinely, I think, he's been a real revelation, not just as a manager and in his tactics, but obviously the players he's brought in, we just would never have got. Maeda, Hitati, Kyogo, O. Players, I just don't think they would have come to the Scottish Premiership if he hadn't brought them. They've been an absolute revelation. for
1: for Celtic the main reason we've got you on today though of course is the launch of the fan bank initiative to football fans in layman's terms if you like explain what that is exactly
11: so Fan Bank initiative is one I'm really proud of. I've always believed that clubs and the game itself belongs to the fans. The more involvement that we can get from fans, the better in any club, regardless of what size. So what the Fan Bank initiative does is the government will assess a number of bids that will come in and will give a loan to fans, in this case Falkirk Supporter Society, to increase their involvement or indeed their ownership. So what Falkirk Supporter Society have done, they've got a loan from us, they've been accepted, the first one in the Fan Bank initiative. That'll increase their shares, so they'll end up owning 25%, and that's great for the club, great for the fans. Falkirk are a really community-orientated community, community orientated and rooted club. So the Fanback initiative is there, as I say, to provide funding loans to fans' groups to increase their involvement and ownership of, of football clubs.
1: Can this money be used for anything within the football club? You can understand why some people might be... Working through the detail And thinking Hold on So does public money Allow a team to Sign a player Or, or fund a player what, what sort of boxes Need to be ticked and, and what sort of checks Are in place as well To make sure it, it All happens in an yeah. Effective manner
11: so it really is about fan ownership. So in the case of Falkirk, for example, they're buying shares with the money that's given. And what I would say to people is this is not money that can be spent on day-to-day resource spending. So it's not day-to-day NHS spending or day-to-day transport. We can give it as a loan and that's what we do. It's an interest-free loan over a number of years. And that's how the money has to be used within quite strict parameters. So it's really about fan involvement and fan ownership of clubs.
1: Just to take you back yesterday, if you don't mind, there's obviously a lot of comments made in the aftermath of Celtic's league title celebrations. In fact, you spoke to our news team commenting that perhaps clubs should be able to take a bit more of a role, fit more of the bill in a clean-up operation. I just wondered, to sort of come back with the obvious counter-argument from many football fans who maybe wonder if the government... Could do more could, could there be more done to facilitate organised events I think you look across Europe I think Benfica was one example It feels like other countries put these things on for fans And then the, the onus mm.
11: doesn't fall on the clubs Could, could our government do more? Look, I think that's not not an unfair question. So I think there's probably something for us to do to work with local authorities and the football clubs. So if we take Celtic and Rangers as kind of obvious examples, I mean they are they're not just clubs; they're real institutions in the city. You know, employers they generate huge amounts of revenue. These are major institutions in our cities. Can we get them working with the local council to potentially facilitate celebration because we know that they're going to happen usually. Can we facilitate something? But I do think the clubs could probably do a little bit more as well. Could they use their stadiums, for example, for celebrations? I don't know. So let's not, let's not make it a kind of us versus them. Let's get the clubs in with local council. National government has a role to play in that. I'm happy, but I think it'd be, be mainly to do with local government and, and, and the clubs sitting down and saying, OK, let's plan out next year, taking Glasgow as an example. Can we get a local authority sitting down with the clubs and just not seeing a repeat of necessarily the scenes that we've seen in the past Yeah because is that not the difficulty
1: then because the the suggestion of maybe using their own stadium is it not the case and I appreciate this might be at a, a local authority level is it not the case that clubs have tried for fan zone applications and things like that and ultimately those end up getting knocked back
11: I don't think it's an unreasonable question to ask. So there is the questions around fan zones and and, and can they legitimately uh, be used throughout the course of the season? There's also something about kind of one-off. So knowing that there might well be a title celebration or a cup celebration, can we use the stadium in this kind of way? But I think the fan zones, again, is for local authorities to make decisions on these matters. Let's recognise that the clubs bring a hell of a lot to our city, to our country, uh, football clubs, but certainly Rangers and, and Celtic and they bring a lot to Glasgow and the city often benefits financially as well as through other means as well from football clubs so let's get us working together as opposed to against each other
1: This maybe links in more to discussions about celebrations and, and that sort of thing and, and what we can and can't do in stadiums what are we 43 years I think since Scottish football fans have been able to have alcohol yep. inside a stadium I appreciate this might be far off I just wondered if it was something you thought during your time as First Minister you could ever see either changing or with significant progress made?
11: So the reason why I'm not considering it just now and and, and would need a heck of a lot of persuasion to consider is that Scotland's relationship with alcohol is not a healthy one. We have still too much problem drinking. You can see that in our A&E's on any given day, let alone a weekend, but particularly during large events, whether they're festivals or football or anything else that takes place. So we still have too big a problem in terms of our relationship with alcohol. So I think for me, the government, what we're trying to do in the direction of travel, the government actually is trying to reduce alcohol consumption, not make it in one sense less accessible as opposed to more accessible to try and link various
1: sort of relevant stories if you like another topic that's constantly in the headlines at the moment seems to be the use of pyrotechnics at football matches I think you said in March you were open to discussions about exploring that because there's clearly a desire amongst a lot of fans to use that and enjoy the spectacle where are you in those discussions to explore options as to how this can be perhaps worked more
11: safely so look first and foremost I think pyrotechnics are dangerous I think we've seen incidents in Europe and Even if there's a group of fans that want to use pyrotechnics, you could end up with police getting caught up or stewards getting caught up because of the fact that they're stewarding or policing a game. You know, my starting point always is that it'd be better if pyrotechnics were not used in the game because I think they've got the potential to seriously injure. That's been tried for years and years and years and clearly we still see the use of pyrotechnics. Let's allow the football authorities to work with police and emergency services and others to say, okay, well, is there another way of dealing with the pyrotechnics issue? I think the discussion should take place. I at this stage wouldn't say to you, look, I think this is how it should be dealt with or this is how it should be dealt with. But I'd be keen that, that there are discussions that do, that do take place.
1: I like to think we on this shore are in a, a fairly unique situation that we are just constantly on the receiving end of how football fans feel every single night, season in, season out. It certainly feels to me when I stand here that... And I don't know whether this dates back that obviously you were very much involved in the Offensive Behaviour at Football Act. I don't know if it's any of the issues that we've already discussed in this interview. It feels like many football fans have a perception that the government doesn't have their back. Is that fair? Mm. How would you convince them otherwise?
11: I'd say that I'm a football fan myself. I think it's also that football fans aren't a homogenous group. I mean, football fans are microcosm of our society. That's so kind of the problem,
1: are isn't it? Because sometimes it gets represented as if they are.
11: Yeah, it does. And if you just take the scenes on the weekend as an example, the vast overwhelming majority of people behave well. You know, many men enjoy, but they behave uh, well. There's just that tiny, tiny, tiny minority that end up kind of either ruining it for everyone or causing disorder. So I think from a government perspective, if I was to reflect, I think it's important not to just kind of tarnish everybody with the same brush, but also really see that fans can bring a lot of benefit. To the game, I mean, the game is it doesn't exist without its fans, and that's why the fans bank initiative. I hope is a recognition of that, of saying look, not only are we willing to recognise how the immense contribution fans make, we're willing to put our money where our mouth is. You know, in the case of uh, in the case of Falkirk, I mean, over three hundred and fifty thousand pounds, and that's loan, but it's you know not an insignificant amount of investment, and that's the first. I think there'll be others that will follow on from Falkirk. The game itself, I actually don't think we're unleashing the potential of football in this country. I think football, if I think of one of my local clubs in my constituency, Pollock United, they are much more than just a football club. I mean, the amount of anti-poverty work they do, the work they do around helping with families that have challenges, they are rooted and they're helping in that community. And I think football is in it, and sport generally, but football is a national game. I don't think we've quite unleashed the full potential of that so again so it's a long-winded answer but I hope those that are listening hear from me as the First Minister that I think football is not just the game that is there for our entertainment which absolutely is it's something that I think we've just not quite unleashed the full potential
1: uh, How important is that for you then in terms of your relatively new role as First Minister because I, I... Again, I acknowledge that some ministers, some politicians might think it's just a perception, but perceptions are important and constantly we will have football fans saying they feel like football fans are treated differently or treated like second-class citizens. What practical steps can you take to assure people that that's not the case?
11: I can demonstrate as First Minister and certainly the other ministers in government can demonstrate through our actions that we want to absolutely tap into the good that football brings. At a club level... It's at the national team level, part of the women's game. I think there's a lot for us to do, and I hope people will see in the weeks, months, and I hope years to come, as First Minister, they'll see that we'll not just talk the talk, but we'll walk the walk as well in terms of helping to unleash that potential. Now, that doesn't mean there isn't going to be tension. Frankly, there will be times, and if there is disorder... Of course I'm going to call it out, because I don't care whether you know, your strip is green or blue or whatever colour. We'll make sure that that's called out, and sometimes there'll have to be tough discussions with football clubs around some unsavory elements that we see in the game. But by and large, we should also talk up the very good that the, the game brings to our country.
1: And do you know what? It's one of the, we could probably do an hour on that topic and an hour on pyrotechnics, yeah. and an hour on fan zone. So I appreciate this is a bit of a whistle-stop tour and we can maybe pick up another time. But to finish where we started as a football fan, got big plans for the cup final this
11: weekend. So I was offered tickets to go to the cup final, but in a move that should get me some serious husband points i've forfeited it for date night which i haven't had for quite a while with my wife so i mean if that doesn't get me serious husband points i don't know what will
1: Uh, i think lots of our listeners will think your priorities are in the wrong order but i'm sure uh, your (laughs) wife will will disagree thanks very much for taking the time and like i say, hopefully we could do something again in the future on many of these topics and more
11: happy to more than happy to So
1: there you are Hopefully that managed to answer Some of your questions Along some of the big issues Like I said there And I would repeat I think naturally we could I wanted to in a sense Debate alcohol for an hour And debate fan zones for an hour And pyrotechnics and so on Maybe Maybe we'll get the chance One day Uh, So there we are Hopefully that was of some benefit to you We are still here Though still here till late Taking your calls On 01419511025 Marvin Bartley and Cami Bell are still with us. They, they didn't escape during that. They are getting a bit of their fee docked from tonight's show though because they just sat back and did nothing for the last twelve minutes. So get <laughs> your calls in and we'll put them to work next.
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Cammie Bell and Marvin Bartley are here at 0141 951 1025. Of course, you are more than welcome uh, to get your thoughts in on anything that you agreed or disagreed with from the First Minister. Needless to say, though, he's not here. Um, I believe there's a Scottish FA parliamentary reception on tonight, oh, whatever that may be. so. No invite for us. Hence no? why we spoke to him earlier on. But there we go. Uh, Graham is a Partick Thistle fan. First up, though, how are you, Graham? I'm good. How are evening Evening guys? How are the pre-match nerves then tomorrow? This time tomorrow, the players will be just about adding their finishing touches ahead of the first leg of the Premiership playoff final. You feeling confident?
10: Quietly confident. Aye, I think we can do it. I think Chris has got a massive response after the guys, so I am something forward to tomorrow and Sunday, obviously.
1: Did you have any preference? You know, like it came down to Ross County or Kilmarnock Dundee United couldn't Elevate themselves into that St Johnstone were in the mix For a while Did you have a preference?
10: An honest opinion had, I wanted Kilmarnock Obviously closer Obviously the burst Makes a But <laughs> <laughs> I mean
1: I meant In a footballing sense But I'll, I'll take <laughs> any Any thoughts I thought, hey,
10: said Aye we had, I wanted Kilmarnock Obviously we'd be able To start the, the season As well in The pre-season But no Obviously through the Starts and that We see it a, They're a big team But
1: no I think we can do this gonna be blockbuster they always are
3: Yeah, it's going to be massive I actually covered um, Kilmarnock v Ross County on Sunday And Ross County were really, really disappointing And off the back of the showing Of that game, Graham, I would absolutely fancy Partick Fistler Partick are in fantastic form Under duels and scoring goals for fun Whereas Ross County are conceding a lot of goals So for me it kind of pushes their way Towards Partick Fistler But it just depends how they handle the occasion Really to be honest I've always been interested in Because the playoffs have now been back
1: in Scottish football For ooh, Maybe nearly The 10 year marks yeah, Which is be. absolutely terrifying And You get the same stuff Trotted out every year Malvern Because you've got one team Who is coming off A good season They've got momentum They've got confidence And upward trajectory Versus a team With the opposite And it doesn't always work Because sometimes There's a gulf And the top team Has what it takes To to keep the, the lower ranked team At bay But we have seen In Scotland this season All 3 playoffs So far Have been one by the lower ranked team I wonder how the Premiership one plays out
2: Yeah but I actually think this is the biggest gap between the two leagues you know like you're talking about uh, League right, okay. 2 and League 1 and League 1 and Championship I think the Championship to the Premier League is probably the biggest gap you know Parsec had been fantastic as as Cami had said there and you know, one good thing in going in Parsec's favour is that they've not had to play as often as other teams who finished fourth in previous years have yeah. had to. So yeah, that's, the schedule's that's, changed a bit, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So they had the week break, didn't they, between the the last two legs, which hopefully, you know, works for them because, you know, I've got some friends that play there and hopefully they can do it. You've got friends. Yeah, well, acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, do you think you have to go up to Dingwall with a lead or would you be happy, say, for, for a 0-0 tomorrow and still be as confident? I
10: think, I don't know, Smiley I'd be confident to get up there as well. I think. I think it's just something's just telling me that so it's, it's time to go up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if he crushed he can run after me. Obviously, we call after the Rangers game now he gets sacked. But I just think there's a massive response for the players. All the fans are buzzing. There's a, there's a good morale against the club and the fans and all that. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you take Thistle in isolation, Kami, the, the case looks does look very strong because four games played in the playoffs, 16 goals scored. They're also not shipping many. Football's never about looking at one team because it's very hard right now to predict what that looks like against a a better team from a better league.
3: Listen, I I agree. Um, Ross County have got very good players, but... um what Patrick Thistle have done since Chris Doolans came in. They were conceding a lot of goals before he came in. The first thing he kinda done was rectify the defensive record and start conceding goals and giving themselves a chance to win games. And now they've started to keep them clean sheets but also score so many goals um, and they've been phenomenal in the in the playoffs so far and I've I think Marv makes a huge point that the schedule will help them massively Um, I've been there and done it twice Went all the way from 3rd or 4th position to the final and got beat And it's such a difficult schedule when it's game after game after game But I I genuinely fancy Partick Thistle After seeing Ross County on Sunday Listen, I I do expect a response But I also think Partick are in such Mm -hmm. a good vein of form I I fancy them
1: That's how nice I am Because it is the anniversary of one of your Famous playoff games, and I've not mentioned it until now. Quarter to eight. All right, we'll okay. just leave it. Move on. You did know he lose? One. No, don't. Listen, he's always drinks to...
3: Yeah, listen, we all make that, mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I remember saying that. And it's easy
1: for you in the middle of the park. You know, what I mean, Misplace a pass, no but one remembers it These guys did to... that a
3: lot. Gordon obviously likes to remind <laughs> me of it now one again. Who games. was oh, playing? You've oh, done, done this before. Who are they that. playing? Come on! When no, do you think I'm bringing a it up? <laughs>
1: I'm a legend. I didn't, I didn't know. bring it up until <laughs> quarter to eight. That's good. I I'm should have said it at five past six. <laughs> anyway, listen, we are, now. We are getting distracted. Um, G- Graham, this sort of goal-scoring run that the team is on—is that—is that what gives you faith? Do you think that can translate against a a Premiership defence?
10: I think we'll do it either way.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm looking at counties to see how their defensive record stacks up against the other teams. I mean obviously they they finished 11th so they're going to have a poor defensive record. They
3: conceded 60. Goals this season But in the last week the the uh, Again the last two games They conceded three goals In both games Shipping and goals And, and mm. as I say It could have been more on Sunday And I just think The way that Partick are scoring they, They've got real What they've got is a, a difference I think as well Is they've got experienced players In their squad yeah. Now that makes a huge difference
2: In genuine pace at the top I'm not Brian Graham Listen I love Big Brian He's not got the pace But people like Scott Tiffany yeah. And Fitzpatrick And Lawless is so clever Coming off the right hand side as well That front four Really, you know, our probably Premier League quality. It's just at the other end. Can they keep these clean sheets? Because, you know, Simon Murray, Samuel, and uh, Big Jordan White, you know, are a force to be reckoned yeah, it with. it does. Does feel like this will not
1: only as a team, but individually, have got a number of individuals coming to the boil at the right time, don't they as well? Um, Graham, I wonder, Malky Mackay, because we are conditioned now because of the setup of our playoffs every year, we say that the Championship team is the underdog. But you know Those comments from Malky Mackay Saying if Thistle want to be favourites That's fine They can have it What's the script there?
10: They can start playing mind games against it I think he's panicking mm. I think Thistle should be underdog and granted this game But obviously He's starting to play mind games That shouldn't take effect
1: Is that, is that what it's all about Cammy? Because like I said yeah. You wouldn't usually was, Last, I think he done teams. well on Sunday because yeah.
3: he, he came out and he said to the press that they had done okay on Sunday. They were they were miles away from it. And I'm pretty really? sure he knew that. Um, but again, he doesn't want to hammer his players going into such a big game. So I'm, I'm sure you know that, Marv, going in as a manager now, going yeah. into big games, you can't destroy your players before
2: that game. Yeah, I mean, after the first leg, there, if they don't perform, <laughs> then you've got to yeah. do something because you, you do need a reaction. And as Graham said, it is mind games. Listen, in particular the underdogs, regardless of because they are in a different league and you know Ross County with a bigger budget, etc. But Listen, Malky needs to get his players going 100% you know two biggest uh, games of their careers. Now let's hear from Malky McKay.
6: The grand scheme of things, four weeks ago, um, some of you might have been there, we were beating 6-1 at Dyncastle and we went four points adrift at the bottom of the division. I don't think anybody gives a chance of actually being in, still in the division. So for us to um, come off the last game and, and be in a playoff and not be the bottom relegated team, I've got to give a, a real amount of credit to my team. I've got to look beyond... Performance today, where I thought we could have been better, and I look at at, at that way that they've finished this um, final five games um, where we've had two good wins. a very controversial loss in the last minute, and a very you kind know, uh, of crazy game on Wednesday night where we got to, where were going to win them up up to seconds to go. Um, so we've got to look, take perspective of it, and actually realise the amount of effort that the group have put in over the last few weeks to climb off the bottom and give ourselves a fighting chance in the last day of the season to actually not be in the, the playoff position.
1: I suppose you get some of that because take Dundee United for example, although the we were going into the bottom. Let's say they were going into this playoff place. They, they lost all the post-split fixture, didn't they? Yeah, every single yeah, one of lost, them. Yeah, they I lost think. five. Yeah, you know, Malky Mackay said we we won two and we were kind of close in others. I guess when you know when he's saying that, everyone thought we were going down. So it's it's credit to the boys that they made it to the playoff. Is that is that
2: the the motivational bit for his own players to just try and G them up? Yeah, he needs to find some positivity. And you know, Malky's an experienced manager. I'm sure he's he's letting the players know in no uncertain terms wanting to go out there and produce and as Cammy said you know he went and watched the game and they weren't great at all and he comes out and says they were okay but I'm sure within the dressing room you know he won't be buttering it up because they can't afford to do that now you know it's not like you've got 10 games to go it's two massive massive games against a team who are scoring goals for absolute fun so they'll come into tomorrow's game knowing what's at stake is one thing but they need to go out there and but produce
3: that, that's my concern is that knew what was at stake on Sunday and they mm-hmm. totally didn't perform they were mm-hmm. miles off it looked very very nervous and I think if Patrick Thistle can take advantage of that their nervousness around that game because they're off the back of a really poor defeat where they could have got themselves out of trouble they
2: might have yeah. not been in this game if they turned up but they didn't as a player they can't I mean, do you think going to that Kilmarnock game with the record that they do have thinking I'm unsure about this one and without being disrespectful when you're a Premier League player coming against a championship team there's almost an arrogance that we are better than these guys whether going to the Kilmarnock game they might not have thought that
3: Yeah, no, I agree with that Mav, I do agree but the most disappointing thing for me on Sunday was that it didn't look like Ross County actually Put that much energy into the game. It looked like Kilmarnock were the team that actually needed to win that game, whereas it was Ross County won that game. They stayed in the Premier League, um, and it honestly, it just, it was quite bizarre that it, they just looked so flat um, for a game they desperately needed to win.
1: But Graham, you don't need me to tell you. There's a there's a lot of um, sort of nice stories here because. You've been involved, Partick Thistle, at the the other end of this, and being the Premier League team, and being beaten by a team coming up in in, the, in Livingston. And um, if you look back that day, then I think uh, Stevie Lawless was at Partick Thistle the first time, Chris Doolan as well. Um, so y- you know, is there? Are you hoping you can almost use it, use this in your favour this time?
10: I had to turn this around. I'm quite. I think it was always a hard place, even for the, the old forum and all that. It's always a hard place to go, but. I think the mentors behind us we're all buzzing for it so yeah I think we're going to be there I think next season
1: to do it well, it's going to be a big crowd as well It should be a great Certainly the the first leg's going to be
2: Just down the road And it'll be a great atmosphere Yeah, the is going to be tremendous You know, the Partick fans I said You know, the, the run they've gone on to get here Has been fantastic And they'll, they'll pack it out definitely And I'm sure Ross County will bring down a few fans as well Because they understand, you know The magnitude of this game Um And then, you like you said, on Sunday With the reverse fixture again You know, I expect a, a really big crowd And I think it's going to be a, a really good game With two evenly matched teams big couple of days for Chris Doolan can he's...
1: You know, right up there all time rec- all time appearance holders for Thistle he's right up there all time goal scorers to then add a managerial CV to that including promotion would be quite something
3: yeah incredible and he's been a, a real credit to the club the way that again I, I played with him at, at Patek for a short period of time and he's a he's a fantastic guy first and foremost but a great player when he was there as well great goal scorer um, and yeah it would be what an achievement it would be for him um, Taking Partick Thistle back to the, the Premier League, and they're a huge club. But I would imagine there's going to be a massive support, and um, it'll be for me, it's going to be a blockbuster of a game. Last time we'll see you two, I
1: think, before the weekend. So, who's getting promoted and who's winning the Scottish Cup? Is one of those oh. questions harder than the other? Gone in Camille first.
3: Uh, promoted for me, I'm
1: going. Or, sorry, who's who's in the league next season? I worded it wrong.
3: In the, in the league, it will be Partick
2: Thistle. Oh, we fancy them. Yeah. I'm and going Ross County just to be an opposite yes. of Cammy. and both Inverness for the Scottish so are you Cup you going yeah? Inverness <laughs> no yeah. I'm going first with this one I'm going, I'm going Celtic Great. oh that's bold
3: yeah <laughs> Cammy, any alternate thoughts Inverness Billy Dodges boys <laughs>
1: we will see thank you very much to Cammy Bell and Marvin Bartley the biggest thanks as always 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 has to go to you for listening and those of you that get involved in the show whether that's on Twitter or on the phones we really do appreciate it every single night so thank you once again we will be back tomorrow night with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL I believe, I think we're scheduled to hear from Ange Postacoglu tomorrow, so interesting to hear his latest take on the story that dominated tonight's show and I'm sure there's plenty more out there because tomorrow is the night for Partick Thistle in Ross County as well, the first leg will build up to that game, we'll take plenty of your calls as well, so we look forward to you joining us with Mark and Gordon tomorrow and Callum Gallagher is up next